Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host, let's go out there and have a good day, all right, bud? Dave Buchanan. Good morning once again, race fans. Good morning from Watkins Glen International, hour number two of our special live show here from Watkins Glen International, getting ready for today's GoBowling.com at the Glen. And again, you're going to hear live flag-to-flag coverage of the race coming up at 2 o'clock today, on courtesy of the Motor Racing Network. And joining me right here live in our little studio up here in the Media Center, Jeff Striegel from the Motor Racing Network. Jeff, thanks so much for doing this. I've talked to so many MRN guys through the few years I've done this show. I think it's the first time you and I have had a chance to talk. I believe it is. And I'll tell you what, you've got a great little setup here right here in the Media Center. You are in the heart of Watkins Glen right now. Yes. I don't know if your listeners know that, but you got it going on, man. Well, I appreciate you coming up, and it's, uh, it's a hot day, but it's going to be uh, a great day here at Watkins Glen. should be a, a fantastic race. Uh, road course racing obviously has become so thrilling with the Monster Energy Cup Series and shaping up to be another good one today. I think so, um, and I think it has a lot of compelling storylines, and I think that's what's going to make it not just what we're going to see on the racetrack, but all of the, the things that are leading up to the green flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the big three. Uh, obviously, we're getting close to the championship run, so you've got a number of drivers that, you know, you'd like to think they just want to come out of here with a nice top ten, but we got a lot of drivers that a top ten isn't going to do anything for them. They've got yeah. to come out of here with a win, uh, like an A.J. Allmendinger. I know we'll talk about him here in a few <laughs> minutes. but uh, And then you've got the drivers that are just inside the cut line that do need to come out. They do need to score points. So, then you put all of that on a 2.45-mile road course like we have here at the Glen, and it's going to be a good one, I think. Uh, you talked about those guys in the cut line. One of them was uh, Alex Bowman. I just had a chance to chat with him, and uh, he's one of those guys that's got to step it up here through these next five races of the regular season to try and make his way into the postseason. I would think that for Alex, and, and you talked to him, so you probably know better than I do right now. I haven't talked to him today, but, you know, different agendas. There are guys that have to win. Mm. There are guys that want to win, like Kyle Busch. Yep. He, does he need to win? No. Does he want to win? Of course he does. Alex Bowman, like you said, would probably like to come out of here with a good points day. Yeah. He doesn't have to win. He doesn't want to put himself in any kind of jeopardy. If he can come out of here with a top 15 finish and go, okay, we made it through the Glen yeah. and move on, he'd probably be happy with that. Of course, the Toyotas have been strong, especially the Joe Gibbs cars. You've got you know Denny and Kyle on the front row. Where, uh, it, it seems like it's going to be a hard day for the Ford and Toyota camps potentially to keep pace with these Toyotas. 
I think it's going to be hard for everybody to keep pace with Kyle. <laughs> uh, you know, you're right. Denny's going to be the guy that leads the field of the green flag. I thought that was a bit of a surprise yesterday when we wrapped up qualifying. But single lap speed does not necessarily make the winner, right? Sure. We all know that. Uh, yep, Denny's going to be good. There's no question about it. But I do think when you peel back the onion and you go up and down the garage and you start polling crew chiefs and say, what's the car to beat? They just everybody right now is saying the 18 yeah i saw kyle's car uh down in the garage here and he's got actually tops markets on the uh, back bumper along with mars on the hood uh m&m's on the hood but tops markets a local chain here yeah. in the, in the region on the back of the 18 car and uh it's been fun this year i think watching him and kevin and martin just go at it just like Anything you can do, I can do better. It's fun. I'm enjoying watching these guys rack up wins. I keep going. I go home thinking this. Is this good for the sport or is it not good for the sport? And I don't know that I've come up with a good answer. I agree with you. It is fun to say getting ready for the restart and up front is Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Truex. And it's like, okay, you know what? If we're going to have the three best, um, let's see them all go at it head to head. Exactly. I don't want to see... Kyle Busch win, Harvick 10th, Truex 20th, or roll reverse. I want to see, if if we're going to have the big three, Mm -hmm. then put the big three out there at the end of the race and go, you know what, guys, go at it, and let the best man win today. Um, The other side of the equation, of course, is is we haven't seen an Alex Bowman win. We haven't seen a Chase Elliott win. We haven't seen Brad win. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen Denny win. Um, And we all understand that we've all got our favorites, and right now the sport and this year certainly is being dominated by three drivers. Yeah, I think New, New Hampshire is a perfect example of that, watching Kyle and Kevin go at it. A little exactly. contact there, a little drama that I think sports do well, any kind of sport, when when the best players are playing their best, whether it's a LeBron James in basketball, a Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid in hockey. I think sports do best when their top stars are performing at the top. Agree. I, I think the only thing, you know, let's paint this picture. Let's go back to New Hampshire and let's pick Chase Elliott mm-hmm. as the driver. Let's put him third as they get together at the lead. I think there's a lot of people that would love to see Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick or Truex and Harvick or whatever the case is go down into turn number three, get together, slide up the racetrack, all kinds of smoke, and the guy that's third, like a Chase Elliott, mm-hmm. just drives right on by and goes in and takes the victory. So you got all the drama of the big three getting together, but yet you have a new player in victory lane. But at the end of the day, we can't script it uh, like we can't script today. And, you know, as I said here, other than a Kyle Busch, I think it's an absolute crapshoot as to who goes to victory lane. Jeff Striegel from the Motor Racing Network joining us here live from Watkins Glen. You mentioned A.J. Allmendinger. He had yeah. a, a good run yesterday in the Xfinity Series for GMS Racing, but I heard his post-race comments, and he wasn't too thrilled with how the cup car is going, but I think A.J. still going to – obviously, we're talking about him this morning. People are going to be it's, – it's a road course. It's A.J. Allmendinger. You've you got to bring his name up. He almost won one at Sonoma earlier this year. I think he's not happy because of, of these factors. When you talk about A.J., if I was to pull you and anybody listening that follows this sport and say, okay, A.J., pick two tracks that you think A.J. Allmendinger is going to win at. Number one, you're going to say Sonoma. Number two, you're going to say the Glen. Mm-hmm. And then you would have a hard time picking anything else. Yeah. He knows that. And so the pressure that he has to put on himself is yeah. monumental. Mm-hmm. Kyle Busch knows that if he doesn't win here, he can go to Michigan and win. He can go to Bristol and win. He can go anywhere and win. That's not the case for the little team. Yep. And A.J. is a part of a little team, but he's got a monumental amount of talent when it comes to road racing. So I think 
that he is on pins and needles. I think he is probably pacing somewhere, probably <laughs> playing this race out. And when you go back and you look at what he's done here, it has been feast or famine, and mo- more times than not, it's been famine. He won here, and since that point, he's had a good race car, but he has had monumental failures in one situation or another. Either it was a car failure, or he made a mistake, mm-hmm. then it was a car failure, then he made a mistake. And it's like, you have got to put that behind you. You have got to come to the Glen today, be mistake-free, and put five to go, and then let's have at it and see if AJ can pull out another victory. Last Sunday, I talked to your colleague, Mike Bagley. He was in Pocono, and I said, uh, Bagman, take, you, you can take the top three or the field. He went with the field last week at Pocono, and obviously Kyle got the win. So now it's your turn. If you had to take a pick, the big three or the field, who would you take today at Watkins Glen? I would put my mortgage on the big three. (laughs) You know, and here's what the challenge is. You would like to think that you could go to a racetrack somewhere in our schedule and go, you know what, I think we got the big three backed in the corner. Yeah. We don't. They win at Bristol. They win at Michigan. They win at Daytona, and they win on road courses. The three active, uh, winningest active drivers on road courses happen to be Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, and Martin yep. Truex Jr. <laughs> Truex is trying to do something that we haven't seen done since Tony Stewart did it. I think it was '04. Don't quote me. By winning three in a row on yeah. a road course, and and when you think about Truex. You think about his ability on a 1.5-mile racetrack, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's where he dominates. Mm-hmm. You don't think of Truex as being the road racer, yeah. but yet you go back and you go, well, wait a minute. He's won two in a row. Why wouldn't he win three in a row? Sure. Kevin Harvick has won here. Kyle Busch has won here. Um, and so, and then you got everybody else. Yep. And when you, other than A.J. Allmendinger, is there somebody, Dave, that you're looking at that you would say, okay, if it's not them – and it's not AJ, it's going to be this guy. He is going to dominate today. Is there somebody? Maybe Joey Logano. Maybe. He got a great run yesterday in the Xfinity Series race. And, uh, you know, I think he's the best restrictor play driver in the sport right now. And I, I think uh, definitely he is uh, someone that might have a shot today to maybe usurp the big three. I, I think we can add a lot of names to that. Sure. Um, you know, when I say that the race is over, I'm not really saying the race is over. Uh, obviously, we got 90 laps to determine whether it will be the big three or whether it will be Logano. Obviously, there are some drivers in the field that are going to be a factor today. Uh, Joey is one of them. His teammate, Brad Kozlowski, is going to be one of them. Denny Hamlin is going to be one of them. I think Clint Boyer is going to have a good day today. Um, so, And I, I really think that Chase Elliott is probably going to have a very good day today. And then you start looking at, okay, who are the drivers that we didn't name that have a pitch strategy and a game plan designed to put them at the front of the field that we just don't know. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's what makes stock car racing as good as it is. We just don't know until we get underway and start working through the event. Let's uh, let's talk about the broadcast today, Motor Racing Network. We're going to be live here on WGR Sports Radio 550 coming up at 2 o'clock for us on our station. Yeah, Uh, We'll join your pre-race show and coverage. But road course is always a, a... a challenge. I mean, you've done it for so long. You guys got a plan, but you got to bring in a big crew to cover all the twists and turns here at Watkins Glen. Well, we'll have. We're without Rusty Wallace today. He, by uh, hi, Rusty. Uh, he <laughs> is in Sturgis, South Dakota. Oh boy. Yeah, on the bike rally. Two wheels instead of four wheels. Uh huh. <laughs> um, I, I can only imagine what kind of fun they're having out there. But we'll be without him. So it'll be Joe Moore and I in the booth. Uh, we'll drop him down in turn one, going up through the S's. That'll be Dave Moody uh, as we work down the back straightaway. 
into the bus stop or the inner loop. Uh, we'll have Kyle Rickey there once they exit off five, working back towards turn six and seven, the final two turns here. That will be Kurt Becker. Mm-hmm. Then on Pitt Road, we've got, of course, the director of the Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly. Alex Hayden is here. Steve Post is here. Kim Kuhn is here. So we got them all. Like you said, we need them all to cover yeah. this racetrack. I think I've had them all on the show. You're the, you'd be the last Why one. Why am I on, the last one? I don't. You, you're, you're folks. I, I deal with uh, uh, Bob Quick is the new new guy uh, that I deal you're with. dealing there. with the wrong guy. I think he just throws a dart <laughs> at the I say, Bob, get me an MRN guy, please, or girl. And he, I think he just throws a dart at the dartboard. And he says, all right, we'll get you Bagman this week. We'll get you Winston the, the next week. So, but. Uh, really appreciate work with you folks at Amaran. That, that I'm a short track announcer, but I, I love to be wearing that blue shirt today, be one of those voices. That'd be a ton of fun. Well, Dave, I I, I got to compliment you, and I got to compliment your station, uh, WGR. You guys have been an affiliate. Of course, you have been a mainstay uh, here, and, and with your program, I think you're working now your 14th or 15th year with the station at least. Yeah. And then you guys have been a long time affiliate, and so we recognize the number of race fans that will be tuned into the broadcast and that are tuned in today to listen to you, to get everything all set up. So a big thank you to you, Dave, and a big thank you to the radio station. Uh, let's talk some short track racing. Oh, I love that. Uh, you are a Michigan guy, Berlin yeah. Raceway, a, a phenomenal facility there out in the Midwest. Uh, I We had a, a great modified race at the Chemung Speedrome. You deal with a little bit different type of modified, though, up there in the Midwest. Well, we run on pavement, yep. uh, first and foremost. And so, yep, so do we. Yep. You know, it, it, and I guess I would do this. People might be like Berlin. I think I've heard of it. Uh, Berlin Raceway is where Butch Miller grew up. Mm-hmm. It's where Bob Seneca grew up. Oh. Uh, it's where we got to watch ASA yep. in its prime. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin and Alan Klawicki uh, and all of those drivers mm-hmm. when they were coming twice a year to Berlin. Um, so that's where my passion came from. And now today, I'm fortunate. I've got a, hand, or a couple of cars that race out there. I've got my own charity that uh, supports a, a children's hospital in mm-hmm. Grand Rapids, Helen DeBoss Children's Hospital. So we raise money for them, and we race hard every Saturday night. Now, most of the time, I'm watching it on Fans Choice TV <laughs> because, like last night, I'm at the Glen. The yep. cars are at the racetrack, right. and so I'm standing there holding my phone or I got my laptop open, and I'm just pacing back and forth going, okay, don't make a mistake. Don't mess these cars up. <laughs> but... Uh, it's a lot of fun. I love it. I think I think I've had a similar experience. I'd be in a, at the tower at Lancaster and have Xfinity or something on my phone watching it. I, you, you, sometimes you forget which race you're calling and which race race you're watching. When I'm when I'm watching a race, and, and you know we all hang out together, we all go to dinner together. Mm. But they will look at me, and when they see that I've got Fans Choice on my TV, most of the guys, Alex and Bagman and Moody, they're like, okay, you know what, we're going to sit somewhere else because they just know. <laughs> That at some point during the night, I'm probably going to have a meltdown or 10, Uh, you know, like, okay, who made that track call or uh, we just got dumped or we're getting ready to dump somebody or, you know, how it goes. And it's like when you when you can't be there, you're not in touch. All you can do is be a spectator. And I hate that part. Yeah. But. It's fun and, and we enjoy it. Because you're, yeah, you're, I didn't, if I didn't mention your car, you own a couple late models and one of the modifieds up there. We own a modified, uh, a five time track champion. We own two super lates. I think, don't know this officially, I need to see the points, but I think we wrapped up the super late championship last night. Congrats. Which would be our second. And um, so, yeah, we, we love it and can't wait to. We've got a weekend off coming up next week and I'll get a chance to get back there. Uh, I, I just lost track of it. We actually don't. We got Michigan. Then we got a week off. I'll get back to Berlin and watch the second to last night 
on the 25th, it's championship night. Of course, we're all going to be over at Road America. Yeah. And uh, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, speaking of big MRN crews. Oh man, <laughs> we have nine turn announcers. Yeah. Not to change the subject, but we can nine <laughs> turn announcers. And what's cool about that, Dave? You'd love this, and I'm sure you've heard it. Each turn announcer has about a 10 second call. Yeah. I mean, here they come. There they go. Because they disappear. You can't <laughs> yeah. see them anymore. Yeah. So we are literally almost standing next to each other all the way around that track. And what's crazy, of course, is that huge racetrack, there's not a time mm-hmm. where somebody is not going off that track sure. into the tire barrier, into the sand trap. And so it is just constant trouble. You know, turn three, yeah. turn nine, turn 14. But we go up there. We have a good time. It's a great place to go racing, just like here. In fact, the two... You know, upstate New York, where mm-hmm. we are today at the Glen, and Road America, very, very similar in nature. It's one of Martin Shrix's home tracks, of course. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> uh, one more late model play. I don't know. If, yeah. Have you heard about uh, Jucasa Motor Speedway, the old Cayuga Speedway yeah. in Ontario, uh, not far from us in, in Buffalo? They have their Labor Day weekend. They're putting on a fifty thousand dollar to win late model race. I actually, I asked Eric Jones about this on Tuesday. He's heard about it. Uh, Br- Brian very well. He's going with his car. I don't know if you heard about this race at Jucasa. I have. Uh, I can tell you that we're not going, <laughs> but we would love to. Um, you know, you got the travelers, and then you got the guys that don't travel. Sure. We like to travel one race at the end of the year, and, and that's about it because mm-hmm. our focus, of course, is on the championship and running at home in mm-hmm. front of the sponsors and your fans and what sure. have you. But um, Brian Campbell is a guy. I'm, it's crazy that you know him. And bring him up because he is just a standout short track mm-hmm. late model driver. And I'm sure you're going to have all the big ones up there. When you put $50,000 up for grabs, you bring them in from all over the country. It is a, a phenomenal facility. Of course, Cayuga, speaking of ASA tradition, Cayuga yeah. had a great ASA tradition in the 1980s, now called Jucasa Motor Speedway. We had a, a Race of Champions modified race there back last month, and uh, they put on a show. But I've seen Brian, when I worked at Lake Erie Speedway, uh, we had some big late mile shows, and Brian would come down there a, a couple of times. But um, did you see Eric Jones? Models was that? Did you see him coming up? Through the saw race? him all the time. Yeah, uh, we saw we saw Eric Jones and we saw Chase Elliott because, like you, with the big show you're talking about, Berlin will run what we call it used to be called the Rowdy mm. 251. Yeah, uh, obviously because Kyle Busch would come over there sure. and run with us. And I think, and, and I don't know this for a fact. I've never asked Kyle this, but when Kyle Busch was coming and running the Rowdy 251, uh, we had you know dogs in the fight also. And pitted next to us might be 13-year-old Chase Elliott, (laughs) 13-year-old Eric Jones. And those guys at that time were running at the front of the field. Mm. Uh, And I'm talking about in the top three, four, five spots. And they'd run there all night long. And, you you know, obviously at that time we knew who Chase Elliott was Mm -hmm. because of Bill. Of course. We didn't know Chase yet, but we were learning him in a hurry. Now, when we saw Eric Jones come in, it was a completely different deal because you're looking down pit road, you're going, okay, who's that 13-year-old kid? Mm. And that's a kid from the Lansing, Michigan area, mm. Eric Jones. I was like, okay, you, know, you don't pay any attention to him until the green flag comes in the air. <laughs> and next thing you know, it's like, okay, who's that kid that's right now running behind Kyle Busch? Right. That's that Eric Jones kid. Yeah. And granted, the story goes that when Eric whipped Kyle at the snowball, yeah. that's when Kyle walked over and tapped him on the shoulder and said, how would you like to, young man, come and drive for me? Yeah. But I think Kyle knew who Eric Jones was long before they ever got to the Snowball Derby just mm-hmm. because of the amazing talent 
that we see at your track, at our track, and around the country, these young kids, boys and girls, Mm -hmm. that have monumental, I know I've used that word before, but I don't know how to explain it, just tons and tons of talent that we've never seen before. You didn't see 13, 14, 15-year-old kids back in the 80s and 90s driving outlaw or super late models Mm -hmm. or dirt modifieds. Yeah. Is there is there one of those stars uh, who 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 would be next on that list? Uh, maybe an unknown name someone hasn't heard of that you know of. I'll give you a name, uh, and you'll have to write it down, and I can't even spell it. But it's Carson Horsivore. Okay, have yeah. you heard the name? I, I've seen the name. Yeah, yeah. I, I see it in the in the, uh, follow on like speed51.com. I, you always see his name in the results. Yeah, fourteen year old, uh, and he is running uh, super late models around the. Arca car, mm-hmm. and he can only run Toledo. He's going to run Berlin. In fact, he was supposed to run Berlin a couple of weeks ago. They rained out. He'll be back there on the 25th, and then he's going to run IRP. But you have to remember that you've got to be 18 years old, I think, uh, at a bigger than a mile racetrack. Mm-hmm. So, again, you've got all kinds of talent just waiting. I know that there have been some truck teams that have been looking at him. I know that there have been some big-name owners out there that are watching him Mm. he's a kid out of kalamazoo michigan grew up what's interesting if you got a second um they called johnny benson i think everybody knows johnny benson we all know him as john uh johnny benson jr sure uh out of grand rapids well he lives in charlotte and the story goes that dad for carson called johnny said i'd like to put my kid in a stock car Mm. and johnny's like the only thing i have is an outlaw late model an outlaw late model is wicked fast those things are cool right and uh, they said, okay, you know, let's put him in. And Johnny's like, dude, this is an outlaw late model. I don't think so. Okay, long story short, they put him in the car. Johnny is like, this kid is running laps coming out of a uh, quarter midget yeah. that is comparable to what Johnny can do in that car. Wow. So Johnny's head's like, all right, we need to find a, an opportunity for him. So he ran Johnny's outlaw late model mm. at Berlin, did very well, jumped in a super late the following year, mm. and won the track championship. Wow. Yep, beat us uh, regularly. <laughs> And so now it was like, we have to move on. He's under good uh, direction from the guy that owns the team. They bought an ARCA car, mm-hmm. which is the way they're doing it right, the stepping stone. The, the old alphabet soup. you got to do it. And, and so many people will ask you, it's like, okay, well, how do I get to the next level? We run the sportsman at, you know, ABC Racetrack, and the kid might be 18. It's like, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but your opportunity for that <laughs> window has come and gone. Right, it's closed. Yeah. If you're not in an ARCA car or a K&N car, uh, by the time you're 14 or 15 years old, your ship has uh, sailed. I was 14 years old. I was, I, this was my, when I was 14, I started as a junior announcer at Lancaster Speedway. So that's exactly. a different, uh, different ladder table. I do. When, I, when they said Jeff Striegel was going to be on the show, I said, this is going to be great because we can talk NASCAR, we can talk short track racing. This is awesome, man. Thank you so much for the time. Anytime. Well, and and if, you know, if you make me last again, if we're going around <laughs> and I end up not joining you now for another nine years, <laughs> I'm not going to be the same guy. I'm going to be disappointed. Well, we'll, we'll pencil you. If, if I'm still on the air next year and I'll, I'll be back here at the Glen, we'll, we'll pencil you in and we can chat again a year from now, at least, if not sooner. And I'll do that for you. Jeff Striegel from the Motor Racing Network. Uh, pre- we went a lot longer than anticipated. Thank you so much for the time. I knew this was good. Last year, I went like a half hour with Kurt Becker. And I, I, you guys are great to talk to. Never fails. I don't know how you could possibly do that, but God horse, bless you. We talked to about horse racing, of course. Yeah, I'm sure. You, <laughs> if that's the case, I can't believe you only got him off the air in 30 minutes. Once so. I told him.
told them we were near uh, uh, Batavia Downs Horse Track was a sponsor of the oh, show. Yeah. We we got off on horse racing for about 10 minutes, and I, I figured we could go 15 minutes with late model racing with you. Very cool. Jester Eagle, Motor Race Network, live flag-to-flag coverage coming up today at thegobowling.com. The Glenn here on WGR. Again, we'll join their coverage in progress at 2 o'clock, but you won't miss a lap of the racing action. That'll be coming up after sale and Nate live from Bill's training camp. Uh, we come back, you're going to hear from Eric Almarola. He's got GoBowling.com on his uh, Stuart Haas Racing for today. You'll hear from Eric when we get back here on Fast Track. Eleven thirty-one here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Dave Buchanan coming to you live from Watkins Glen International site of today's GoBowling.com at the Glen. We are live here until 12 o'clock, and then we'll hand it off to Sal Capaccio and Nate Geary talking about Bill's training camp, and then you'll hear the race right here on WGR at uh, 2 o'clock. Uh, follow along with me on social media uh, at Fast Track 550. Be tweeting all day long from the track. Get some shots. I already had some uh, pictures from the garage earlier today as uh, watching the cars go through uh, pre-race inspection. Uh, only two cars going to the rear of the field for inspection violations. Paul Menard and Kurt Busch are going to the rear of the field. Uh, but all, all the cars that qualified there, top 10, top 12, they all passed inspection and will uh, hold on to their uh, starting positions in the grid for today's race. Driving the pace car today is uh, a voice very familiar to WGR because you hear him on One Bills Live with John Murphy. Steve Tasker is driving the pace car today. Uh, he is here. He did some media availability earlier and uh, I got to witness the start of the of that coming to fruition. It happened when we were doing the Clint Boyer uh, media visit at one, at one Bills Drive and at New Era Field, and Steve was uh, leading our tour group. Uh, it was uh, Clint Boyer and Michael Printup from Watkins Glen and uh, all the media, including myself, that were there, and Steve led us uh, on the tour around the facility and out onto the field, and we were standing there on the field uh, just chatting. It was like Clint Boyer. Uh, Brandon Bean, Michael Printup, Steve Tasker, yes, I'm name-dropping. And uh, Michael just said, Steve, you want to drive the pace car for us? And he said, well, let me need to think about it for a minute. So I think I'm available that day. And uh, apparently they continued to negotiate, and he is here uh, today. He's going to drive the pace car. He's going to be in the car with uh, Brett Bodine, of course, and uh, the Bodine family, uh, of course, natives to the central New York area. And uh, be sure to find the great picture from Last Land Shemong Speedrome as Todd, Brett, and Jeff Bodine had a great picture at the track together, and uh, that's on uh, Jeff's t- Twitter account. And Jeff has been uh, around all morning. He was part of the big tweet-up they did here. And uh, Jeff, uh, all three Bodines had a great time last night at the Shemong Speedrome with the Race of Champions Modified Series event. We'll talk about that in our coming-up uh, segment here to round out the program. But uh, just uh, been a, a great morning here at Watkins Glen. But without further ado, let's uh, go back to Tuesday and uh, Eric Almarola, who's got GoBowling.com on the hood. He had it yesterday for the Xfinity Series race, and uh, he's got it on his cup car today for Stuart Haas Racing Course. They're the new title sponsor. And uh, there's actually bowling a bowling lane set up here at the Glen today. I, I haven't found it. I haven't had a chance to really walk much past the, the media center and the garage area this morning because they had to stay close here to do the show. But I, I hope to find it. Uh, maybe I get off. Before we, uh, after I get off the air and before the start of the race, find it. Go find the GoBowling.com bowling alley. See if maybe I can bowl a couple of frames. Um, but uh, they've become a, a big partner here, and they're a partner with Eric Almarola this weekend. And back on Tuesday, had a chance to spend a couple of minutes talking to Eric Almarola. So here's that here on WGR. 
Eric, quickly, let's just uh, go back to Pocono and kind of recap. Uh, kind of an up and down day for you, and, and maybe unfortunately more downs than ups. Having to start in the back, the the pit road running with Kevin, and then at the end of the race getting caught up at Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, just quickly recap your day at Pocono for us. Yeah, it was. It was a crazy, crazy day. I had to start in the back and drive up through the field and get to the top ten and, and felt you know, felt like we were a top 10 car. Didn't think we were good enough to win, but definitely thought we were a top 10 car. And, um, then to, to have that issue on pit road and, and, you know, take an opportunity away from Kevin of, to win and, and hurt our chances at running top 10. That was, that was, that was disappointing, but, um, you know, we just got to forget about it. Got to move on to the next race and, and get ready to go and, and, just continue to work on having some strong runs, building into the playoffs and, and getting ready for the playoffs. That's really where our focus is right now. Mm. Well, obviously the stats speak for themselves. You're having a phenomenal year this year with Stuart Haas Racing in your, in your first year in the 10 car. We know the on-track performance is better, but just you personally, how are you feeling this year compared to maybe your last couple of years in the Cup Series? Well, I felt uh, felt really good. It's fun to show up to the racetrack every week with competitive race cars and um, you know running up front and, and being being in the race and being a part of, of you know the the elite competition. And, and that's what you know as a race car driver, that's what you want. You want to be able to go to the racetrack every week with a lot of confidence, knowing that you're going to have an opportunity to run up front and have chances to win races. And that's exactly what we've done this year. So um, it's been a lot of fun for me both personally and, and professionally it's been a, a great year and um you know we still got a lot of year left to go and, mm -hmm. and we're, we're we're looking looking forward to that as well you we've got five races left here in the regular season starting this sunday at watkins Glen. what are your goals here in these these five races coming up is it just wins or is it protect your position in the playoffs what do you want to get out of these next five races well, I think winning would definitely protect our position <laughs> in the playoffs. So, yeah. I mean, we're, we're focused on that, too. We want to win. We want to run up front. And, and I mean, our, our our goal every week is the same. We want to go maximize our, our, our potential. And so, you know, if we, if we show up with a car that's capable of running top 10, we want to do that. If we have a car capable of winning, uh, we want to be able to execute and do that. And so, um, and, and that's what it's going to take when we get to the playoffs too. So we just have to stay focused and, and keep grinding and, and, you know, not, uh, not let up, you know, we, we're, we're excited about the playoffs, but at the same time, we want to go into these next five races and, and focus on each one individually and, and do what we need to do to try and get the best result. And hopefully there's a, there's a win or, or a couple wins yeah. uh, in, in our future. Well, it starts uh, Sunday here at Watkins Glen, and you've had some mixed results in your, your cup career at the Glen, but you had a good run at Sonoma uh, earlier this season in the 10 car. Just what's your thoughts on racing at the Glen and maybe comparing that to racing at Sonoma? I'm ready. I'm, I'm excited about going to the Glen. Yeah, like you said, the Sonoma was good for us. Um, we had a really good test at the at the Roval. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've put a lot of effort um, this year into getting better at road course racing, and hopefully uh, hopefully that will pay off this weekend at Watkins Glen. So it's a big weekend for us. Obviously, it's uh, the goal bowling weekend at the Glen, and uh, I'll be running the Xfinity car um, and the Cup car, both uh, the Go Bowling Ford Mustang and the Go Bowling Ford Fusion. So 
um, you know, make sure if, if you guys are in the area and you come out to Watkins Glen, come check us out at the Go Bowling's going to have a really cool um, display and some bowling alleys and stuff there, or some lanes. So it's going to be a fun weekend, and, and hopefully uh, we can put it all together and, and go to Victory Lane. Last thing before I let you go here, Eric, I really enjoyed the piece. I, I think it was Fox Sports did on you going back to Cuba to visit your family. Uh, any future plans to, to go back there and maybe bring your, your wife and kids down to Cuba? Not currently. Um, I do want to go back at some point, but not not currently. Right now, um, it, it's just uh, it's, it's really difficult, and there, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of hoops you have to kind of jump through to, to be able to make all that happen. Sure. But um, we were able to do it. I was very, very glad that I got to do it. And uh, it was it was awesome to be able to go down there and see my family. So that's something, you know, that I'll treasure forever. And at some point, I definitely want to be able to take my wife and kids and go down there and, and spend, spend more time than just three days um, and, and visit with my family. Were you able to send them uh, some 10-car merchandise yet? Yeah, yeah, we're trying to trying to get some stuff down there to them best we can. It's uh, it's it's a little touch and go. Sure, um, getting stuff to to people down there, but yeah, we're uh, we're, we're trying to to sort it out and figure out ways to get stuff to them. Eric, appreciate the time. Good luck with the GoBowling dot com Ford this weekend at Watkins Glen. All right, thanks, guys. All right, see ya. There is Eric Almarola again, recorded that on Tuesday, and uh, appreciate the time with him and Eric Jones, and, and a big thanks to uh, James Hallis from NASCAR uh, helping set up that, and uh, also uh, Chris Banker from Watkins Glen, and uh, the folks at Hendrick Motorsports for making Alex Bowman available. Couldn't do this without uh, PR people like that to make it uh, to make it happen and line up all these interviews and all these guests, and our, our friends at the Motor Race Network, too, for making Jeff Striegel available to us, but uh, that helps this it helps me because you spent send out all these emails trying to line stuff up and it's it, it all comes together in the end but without uh dedicated pr people like that uh it, it makes my job a lot harder so i appreciate all that also uh, a big thanks to mike jafari back in the studio working the board and getting all the uh, sound i send to him I'm, I'm bothering him during the week sending him interviews and everything so uh, a really uh, appreciate his help as well too as we're live here from Watkins Glen uh, almost uh, r- wrapping up uh, this middle segment and then we'll have the local racing roundup to close out the program but talking about paint schemes in NASCAR and the, you know the OSS inspection uh, it's the, if you haven't seen it on one of the TV broadcasts it's that big black tent that they roll the cars in now too and they have there's all these cameras and lights that measure the, all the body scanning and uh, one of the things the teams have been trying to do now is uh, try and tweak their paint schemes to try and maybe uh, fake out the OSS system. They, they put dark paint in certain areas, or they'll put light paint in other areas of the car to try and maybe try and get one by NASCAR, you know, try and get a, uh, you know, this fender flared out or, or get this piece of the car, this A post or B post or whatever, you know, certain parts of the car, try and sneak it by just under one of NASCAR tolerances uh, just to get a little bit of an advantage. Well, NASCAR has kind of caught on to that game and actually uh, report just coming out this weekend uh, that NASCAR sent out a memo to all the teams saying you got to knock it off with uh, trying to mess with the OSS by uh, painting different parts of the car, uh, either dark or light colors, to try and throw, especially dark colors, uh, trying to throw off the OSS system. So uh, NASCAR, of course, has to approve uh, all paint schemes, but uh, they're going to be taking an even a little bit of a closer look um, 
to make sure teams aren't doing that. I mean, already this weekend, Ty Dillon, uh, of course, drives for uh, Jermaine Racing in the Geico car. They had to do some spray painting uh, on the 13 car to try and uh, uh, to to F car said I had to. Uh, said no, no on, on one of the sections of the car where it might have been too dark, trying to again sneak one by the OSS system. So that that's the new thing, you know. We always I always joke, you know, NASCAR comes up with great ideas and then crew chiefs find out a way to spoil them by uh, the, you know extra tenth or a hundredth, even a hundredth or a thousandth of a second. And uh, this is the new thing, you know. It, it was uh, you know when they did group qualifying, you know, teams would wait to the last second to go out, and, and, you know, just. Everything NASCAR comes up with that, you know, the crew chiefs, and that's that's their job. As much as it drives me nuts, I'm such a black and white guy when it comes to the rules. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it's amazing what these teams come up with. Uh, and it's the, you know, the other thing now, it's the windshield wipers. Of course, with the road course, uh, two tracks and the road course for the Cup Series, they have the rain tires at, if they need them, and also the windshield wipers. Well, apparently, I don't know if this has been proven, but supposedly if you leave the windshield wiper on the car, it's some kind of advantage. I don't know if it's a downforce thing or what, but uh, so teams, uh, I, I think you may see windshield wipers in all the cars today. They're probably not going to need them, but they're on there because some teams think it's some kind of advantage. Well, apparently, starting next year, uh, NASCAR will be able to tell the teams, you know, it's not going to rain today, so leave that windshield wiper off. But uh, so if you see windshield wipers in all 37 cars today, even though it's it, there's uh, not much of a chance of rain here today at Watkins Glen. They're on there for a reason because supposedly it helps get that airflow over that over the windshield and over the roof and the back end of the car, whatever it does. Uh, they, either one team did figure that out or they or just started spreading a rumor around the garage area. said, hey, if you leave the wiper on it, you know, the car goes faster. And then, of course, it's monkey see, monkey do. When one team figures out a secret, every other team in the garage uh, starts to pick it up, and that was the other thing too. Was the win- the windshield wipers here at uh, Watkins Glen? Eleven forty four here on WGR Sports Radio five fifty. We get back. We'll uh, wrap up local racing roundup. Still, uh, while all this action's going on here at Watkins Glen, all the local tracks were in action this weekend. A few falling terrain, but uh, plenty to talk about uh, from last night at the Shemung Speedrome. Had a great night there at the Race of Champions Modified Series. And we'll wrap up from the Glen here. We get back on WGR. Let's find out who visited Victory Lane this weekend. It's time for the local racing roundup on WGR's Fast Track. And Friday night, unfortunately, with the rains that rolled through the Buffalo area on Friday night, many of the tracks uh, that run Friday rained out, including Ransomville and Freedom Motorsports Park. Lancaster Dragway uh, got through their Friday night show but ran up against the curfew because of the track drying. Coming up this Tuesday night at the Big R Ransomville Speedway, the Super Dirt Car Series rolls into town. Actually, uh, Monday and Tuesday, Monday night at Merrittville tomorrow night, and then Tuesday at the Big R back-to-back for the Super Dirt Car Series. As uh, Tuesday, it'll be the uh, Summer Nationals for the fun show. Saturday, things faring a little bit better around the region, including uh, the track at Hillside. They had the George Decker Memorial for the Sportsman Modifies, and Sean Nye picking up the win over Owen Bednaz and Jeremy Hodricourt. Jake Vernon running out the top five there, 16 cars, good field at uh, Holland last night there. Kyle Hutchinson got the TQ midget win. Ken Maltby in the street stocks, uh, the eight-cylinder street stocks, and Hot Hands Kenny Haney got another win in the four-cylinder there at the track at Hillside Genesee Speedway last night. Kyle Inman got his first win of the year in the Sportsman over Zeke the Street, Gray Bliss, and Matt Steffenhagen. John Rivers in the Crate Late Models. 
John Zimmerman in the 360 late models, Josh Pangrazio in the street in the mini stocks. Allison DeWitt got the win in the Bandits there uh, last night at the Genesee Speedway. And, of course, the Race of Champions Modified Series at the Chemung Speedrome last night. 26 cars, season-high car count for the ROC. Matt Hirschman, no surprise when he shows up. He got the win, holding off a hard-charging Andy Jankowiak. Daryl Lewis Jr. getting his fourth, third-place finish of the year there. But a great run for uh, DLJ once again. Joe Mancuso won the uh, fifth. Super stocks there last night, too, and uh, a great night at the Shemung Speedrome. One of the biggest crowds they've had there in years. They had a uh, driver's reunion for drivers that ran at Shemung and the old Shangri La, Tioga Speedways. The Bodines were there, a lot of other uh, greats from the southern tier, and uh, I think everybody had a blast last night. And uh, it's part of this great weekend at Watkins Glen. Not only is it the action here at the Glen, but it's the short tracks in the area too, like like Shimong and like uh, the Outlaw Speedway over in Dundee. They, you know, Ryan, I think Ryan Blaney was up there on Friday night. Unfortunately, the the Saturday schedule this year didn't help out with Cup qualifying being so late. So, it, but uh, still, many fans uh, made it up from the Glen after the Xfinity Race and Cup qualifying last night at the Shimong Speedrome. Uh, also, Merrittville Speedway last night. Let me pull those results up. And Steve Billings and Mark Shadwell split the uh, vintage car features. John Couture in the six cylinders. Rob Murray got a seventh win of the year in the Hoosier Stocks. Jeff May in the Mod Lights. James Michael Friesen, third win of the year in the Sportsman. Matt Williamson winning the Jerry Winger Memorial for the 358 Modifieds with uh, Gary Lindbergh and Ryan Soucy rounding out the top three. And they'll be an act holiday there in Canada. They, of course, have the Super Dirt Car Big Block Modifieds as well, too. It's the usual Monday, Tuesday swing here through the Niagara region. Uh, for the Super Dirt Car Series, so check out action at both of those tracks. And tonight, also part of this great uh, racing week, as we've been kind of been going since, uh, well, Thursday night. Actually, I forgot about the action Thursday night. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, tonight, the Humberstone Speedway, the All-Canadian Championships, uh, big money and all the weekly divisions. Speedway, that's at 6.30 tonight, including the uh, $2,000 to win Pete Costco Memorial for the Sportsman. But Thursday night, too, at Lancaster. It's been such a, a long weekend. I forgot Thursday night we were at Lancaster with the Race of Champions Modified Series. Uh, Speedy Mike Leedy. What a great race. Uh, 50 lap, kind of a uh, you know a dash race for those guys with only 50 laps, and it did not disappoint with Mike Leedy. Uh, getting his first win of the season over Patrick Eberling and George Score the third. Andy Krein getting another street stock win, and Dan Dressel getting a his fourth win of the year in the four cylinders there at Lancaster. Uh, coming up this Saturday night at Lancaster, interesting show. Uh, Ken Heckler, the Midwest Compact Series. They're going to run four cylinder cars in the big tracks, plus the Sportsman. Uh, it'll be a fun show this Saturday night at Lancaster. So hopefully you can come check that out. And again, uh, tomorrow night Merrittville. Tuesday night, Ransomville for the Super Dirt Car Big Block Modifieds. This is a, a busy time of year, this this first week of August. just You could have started at Lancaster Tuesday night with amateur drags, and you you could go a week straight uh, seeing a race in western New York and southern Ontario. It's phenomenal. A cup race at Watkins Glen just a couple hours away. This is like the best time of the year for our local racing community. That'll do it. Again, thank you so much uh, for everybody that made this possible. And big thank you to Tom Maddy and the engineering folks at Intercom for making it possible for me to do this show live from the Glen once again. Up next is Sal and Nate, and then we'll have the race here on WGR coming up at 2 o'clock. And again, follow me on social media at Fast Track 550 for more here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.